Today is Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. Tim Jordan aims to become Speaker of the House in second floor vote. What has happened overnight since the disaster that was yesterday? The 20 backstabbing Benedict Arnold Republicans. Have they increased their majority? Is the swamp striking back? How can Republican members of Congress betray their voters? It's the House of Representatives, right? Who the F are you representing? Protesters swarm U.S. embassies around the Middle East, and Scott Pressler joins the show to talk about what we got going that's good for us. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is Benny Show. I am light on my feet. I am full of energy. That is because I eat protein. It is important for you to eat protein. I think protein is probably the number one thing that Americans are lacking. They want you to be without your protein because, well, the World Economic Forum wants you to eat the bugs and live in the pod. And they want you, more importantly, to not have the strength or the energy to fight back. And you need sweet, delicious meat in your diet in order to do both of those things. And that is why I use Moink Box. Moink is my favorite provider of protein for my family. They ship that protein right to my doorstep. And what do I get? I get pasture-raised pork and chicken and sustainable wild-caught salmon along with lamb and grass-finished beef. Beef, the best form of protein on planet Earth. Ladies and gentlemen, I cook up that sweet, delicious moink bacon every Saturday for my kids. And it is amazing. Keep America's farmers going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Benny right now. Listeners to the show get a free box. Free box of ground beef for a year. Free ground beef for a year when you sign up with Moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, stay hungry out there. We are hungry for a Jim Jordan speakership, as of course you know. Uh, I've been a- I have been advocating for Jim Jordan for a very, very long time. Now, not just because Jim Jordan is the person that is the sole defender of our movement, whether that be its iteration as the Tea Party wave when Jim Jordan came into Congress in the year 2010 – uh, whether that be fighting against Barack Obama, Obamacare, and the Uniparty when he was called a terrorist by John Boehner. Remember, it's John Boehner who called him a terrorist, okay? So to stand against Jim Jordan is effectively to be on the side of Democrats in Washington, D.C. To vote against Jim Jordan is to vote with Democrats, all right? Now, I'm going to have word for, words for Matt Gates on, on this program and words for the lack of, tech, the lack of tech, tact and thoughtfulness. If you're going to fight a war, you better have a game plan, okay? And I think that's really important also to, to know here in the fights going forward. You need to have a strategy, right? And you need if, you, if, you, if you're going to just blow things up, you, 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 well, it, without a plan – Without the capacity to rebuild or to create something better, then you like then you're just a terrorist, right? So you have to have a strategy. You have to have a plan. It's very, very important to have those things. It's very, it's very important to be strategic in this stuff, and that is why we are coalescing around Jim Jordan. Now, Jim Jordan, of course, is a the natural choice for Speaker, but Jim Jordan fell short because twenty Republicans decided to vote against him yesterday. Jim Jordan could have been Speaker right now. We could have been going right about our merry way. Every Republican in the country wants Jim Jordan to be speaker. And by the way, they have opened up Congress. There is going to be another vote for Jim Jordan. I'm letting you know that we are monitoring that, but there's only so much space on the screen, right? And so we're going to get through the news. And then when they start voting or when action really starts happening, as we found out yesterday in three and a half hour live, a lot of Congress is just, so we're just going to bring you the Hot, fresh, right? When they start giving nominating speeches, when they start voting for Jim Jordan. Yesterday, what happened was there were 
20 members of Congress who voted against Jim Jordan. Now, I think that there is a particularly interesting and horrifying thing that is happening right now. But there is a, a break that you are witnessing inside of the Republican House majority. And that break is particularly dangerous. Ladies and gentlemen, the 20 people who voted against Jim Jordan, they all fall in to one of two categories. Category number one, they are appropriators, okay? The Appropriations Committee is the people who decide who funds and where the funds for the government go, okay? They, just, they determine how much money gets spent. These are people who want to continue deficit spending until the, until the country collapses, until the wheels fall off. The vast majority of this list are people on the Appropriations Committee. These are people who are not ever fiscal conservatives, ever. How do you get $33 trillion in debt? With How do you get that if you're a fiscal conservative? You don't. These people are rabid-eyed leftists who are totally and completely baptized into leftist spending policies. So those are the people who vote against Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan wants fiscal accountability, responsibility. He wants to cut the deficit. He wants to cut government spending. Government should be small enough to drown it in a bathtub, as Grover Norquist says. Totally agree. How do you get there? Well, you're going to have to have a totally different viewpoint, an entirely different philosophy on appropriations. Appropriations are going to have to shrink, not be engorged like a cancerous tumor on our body politic. So uh, there's an old saying in D.C. where there are three parties in Washington. There are Republicans, there are Democrats, and there are appropriators. And those are the people who voted against Jim Jordan, by and large. Okay, The appropriators, and it's very interesting when you go through all this, they clearly created a little coalition. They didn't like that Jim Jordan was going to cut their little purse strings. Because think about it this way. Reverse engineer this, okay? How do you get money? How do you get paid? You get paid if you can deliver a service, okay? In our economy, that's how you get paid, okay? We do a good show. You watch. There's value in that, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, what appropriators want is more money. The more money they can spend, the more money that the government decides to spend, the more powerful they get, all right? Go look at Gold Bar Bob. How does Gold Bar Bob get his gold bars? He's in charge of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. And foreign countries go to him to pay him money. Same thing with the Biden crime family. Appropriators, if somebody's going to shrink their budgets, that means they're shrinking their power. And so Jim Jordan, this is like the greatest bell ring for voting for Jim Jordan. Quorum vote started on the clock. Okay, so just I'm just checking in here. The quorum vote has started on the clock, 15 minutes. So just letting you know what's happening in Congress. We're monitoring this vote in Congress. We will jump to the vote in Congress. We will let you see the vote just like yesterday. But right now they're just doing a quorum vote to see who's there. All right, it's quite boring. It's a lot of just standing around. But just an update there. Appropriators and the entire appropriate Republican appropriators, they all voted against Jordan. Why? Because Jordan's going to shrink this should be a big bell ring for our support of Jordan. He's going to shrink the size of government. And that's going to shrink their power, okay? We've done our research. We've looked at all this. These are the people, the vast majority of these Republicans are on the Appropriations Committee. So again, Republican Democrat appropriators. 
And these people, you will never get Democrats voting for less government. You will always get Democrats voting for more government so that they can bribe more people coming across our border illegally with entitlements to have total and complete fealty to the Democratic Party. That's how that system works. All right. That's how you turn a Republican red state like California blue. You bribe people with entitlements and with government goodies for their vote, for their permanent fealty. That has worked great for Democrats. They're going to try and turn the entire country blue with that process. That is the goal. So they'll never vote for less government. It is only us who would ever vote for less government. But our Republicans are effing backstabbers, betrayal. I'm sorry. I get so angry about this. The Republicans who we send in there to be in their little, the appropriate, the, the appropriate is like a little club. It's like a little fraternity, secret little club. And every single one of these little butt buddies, they all get together. They're all the, they're just Democrats. Remember the, the point of the show is all Democrats are Democrats and some Republicans are Democrats. There are no such thing as a Democrat. That's actually a secret Republic, Republican. That doesn't exist. What is the second group? That voted against Jim Jordan. Some of these people fall into the second group. And I'll be happy to actually go through thoroughly and call them all out. The second group of people are people with dual loyalty. The second group of people are people who have paymasters in Congress. One of them is Victoria Sparks. She's a Ukrainian member of Congress. She's born in Ukraine. And you have to assume presently that Jim Jordan cutting, like, deciding to cut off funds for the war in Ukraine is going to make her say, there's going to be major pressure on her to say, nope, not going to do it. You just have to assume. Like, again, there, there are people who are showing, like, clearly showing their cards in Congress. Rashida Tlaib has a Palestinian flag outside of her office right now. Rashida Tlaib has a um, tweet up right now saying that Israel bombed a hospital in Gaza. That is now fa- like like all, all of the facts have lined up against that theory, against that narrative, right? But Rashida Tlaib immediately runs with the Hamas narrative. Why? Because Rashida Tlaib is predisposed to believing Hamas media over facts. She would rather weaponize that loyalty for political power. So it's in her best interest. So. What you're looking at here is like a like a Mike Rogers kind of thing. Now, Mike Rogers supported Jim Jordan. Thank God. Like and good on him. But Mike Rogers has an entire like his entire staff. He was in charge of the Armed Services Committee. His entire staff are lobbyists for Ukraine. His chief of staff is now one of Ukraine's biggest lobbyists. Do you think that guy wants the money funnel to get cut off? That's what I mean by dual loyalty. These guys are voting. They're voting in order to ensure that. The purse string, the the money continues to flow. The deficit spending continues to flow. And Jim Jordan was going to cut that off, was going to strangulate that. So those are the two, those are the two groups of people that are voting against Jim Jordan. Now, you would assume, you would assume that there is a some semblance of pride or decency or dignity with these people because you live in the House of Representatives, you serve in the House of Representatives, right? So let me tell you what's about to happen and what may happen. I'm gonna, I want to prepare you for this. The House of Representatives are supposed to represent you, the voters. But what has happened is, and what we've seen is that these 20 members of, of Congress, the Republicans, 
Even though 200 Republicans voted for Jim Jordan, all he needs is 217. These 20 Republicans voted on behalf of personal grudges, fealty to defense contractors in forever war, the betrayal of the American dollar, the betrayal of your your future, your currency, the stability of your country, $33, $34 trillion in debt, writing billions of dollars a day in debt. It is unsustainable. Every penny the government takes in is used immediately for entitlements, and then everything else has to be deficit spending. We are a sick nation. We are a sick country. You would never give a loan. If we were a person, the bank would never give us a loan. If we were a person, we'd be in jail, in debtor's prison for the rest of our lives. Okay? These people want to continue that practice because it gets them power in the near term. So what you're seeing is not, not a House of Representatives. You're seeing a sick pit of vipers that defend only themselves and their own self-interests instead of their voters. Because as I contend, and no one has been able to show me any evidence otherwise, as I contend, there's not a single Republican that would have a problem with the Speaker Jim Jordan. There's not a single Republican. In fact, there is the vast majority of Republican, the vast majority of Republican activists that are thrilled at this. So you are not representing Republicans in Congress, even though this is the House of Representatives, you are representing no one. You are not representing us. By taking out your own petty personal grudges against Jim Jordan, put that aside, you teenager. Put that aside. You uh, like bought, sold, leveraged, corrupt hacks. You clearly are only in Congress for yourselves. You clearly are only in Congress to serve yourself and your own needs and your own personal fine. It makes you no better than Joe Biden. And now we get to the very little dangerous stuff because you're seeing here that they're going to file a motion today to make Patrick McHenry the per- permanent speaker pro tem. So the co- so what's happening now is Jim Jordan, while Jim, Jim, there are people who they're saying that Jim Jordan is going to get less votes today and that. These these Republicans are going to now vote for Hakeem Jeffries effectively to vote to enable and to empower Hakeem Jeffries in a coup d'etat against you, the Republican voters. Hakeem Jeffries saying all options are on the table. Hakeem Jeffries saying that he will happily take power from Republicans. And then ask yourself this. What's going to happen with the uh, Joe Biden impeachment inquiry? If Hakeem Jeffries take power, takes power, if Democrats have dual power over the House and over the agenda, what's going to happen with the investigations into Joe Biden? What are they going to do to those investigations? Not, this, is not, this is not particularly hard to figure out. If you give de- Democrats a single drop of leverage, what do you think they're going to do? Did you see how effectively Nancy Pelosi was able to stop Trump's wall from the minority? These people, these people are, they're, they're, they're legislative terrorists. Like Nancy Pelosi was able to, and I, I'd say that term obviously metaphorically, I'm not trying to use heated language here, but Nancy Pelosi, like in the minority, it's far more effective than Republicans are when they're in the major, majority. 
Like, imagine what they would do, like the damage they were able to do to Donald Trump when they had no legislative power. They didn't control the Senate. They didn't control the House. They didn't control the executive. We had unified control of government. And what did we get out of it? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? We got nothing. Nancy Pelosi was able to effectively stop and peel off through pressure campaigns and through bullying the capacity to build the wall, to close our borders. So many of Trump's first-term agenda items did not get done because they were able to effectively weaponize a minority. And now Republicans are voting to give them power over a Republican majority, which is the will of the people. The will of the people. These people are Benedict Arnold's. They're Judas's to us. Hakeem Jeffries is pulling a latch. Last ditch effort to block Jim Jordan's bid for speaker. Hakeem Jeffries is now, now Democrats are openly talking to these mushy brained Republicans. Some of them who voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. There's a member of Congress from Florida. I will gladly, I, I will personally run against him. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I haven't actually looked up where the Florida 28th, 20, 23rd district is. I, I, I will announce right now. Just kidding. But who's running against him? This guy voted for Hillary Clinton, but he's representing Florida as a Republican? What the hell? What the hell is going on? And now he's voting against Jordan. There's this guy who's leading the he's leading the drumbeat against Jordan. So, guys, we got a problem in our own party, obviously. We got a problem in our own party. Democrats are now going to grab hold of those smooth-brained Republicans. And because the Democrats control the swamp and control the purse strings and control where the money flows and everybody wants to get everyone wants to dip their toes in that sweet Israel money or Hamas money or Ukraine money. It's all coming out story after story after story after story. Story after story after story after story. Who's getting paid? Lobbyists. Ukraine war. It is all about the enrichment of Washington, D.C. This was a fraudulence on the American people. All of these people, every member, Jim Moran is a member of Congress, longtime member of Congress, who's getting fat contracts. It's just an example. Getting these fat contracts from the Ukraine war. Getting paid, getting paid, baby. Who's getting paid? Does Jim Moran speak Ukraine? This is Hunter Biden all over again. It's Burisma all over again. Does Jim Moran speak Ukrainian? Does he know Jack about Ukraine? No, of course not. But he's getting some fat contract. Maybe ALS can go find it. Like he had to file, he had to file as a Ukrainian foreign agent yesterday. A member of Con- a longtime member of Congress. And there are hundreds of them who are like fat pigs up against a trough of American taxpayer money. And when we fight a war, the money doesn't go to go fight the war. It goes to these people, these parasites. And they are the parasites are inside of our party, inside the Democrat Party, and especially the appropriators. The appropriations, what like we got to be smart, man. If we get the House back, there's a lot of there's a lot of polling that says that Republicans will keep, maintain the House and will probably get the Senate. If we get the House back, we've got to rip the appropriate. We've got to clean house on appropriations. It's boring work, right? Where does the money go? It's boring work. It's actuarial work. But we've got to clean house. These appropriators are just like they're just Democrats. They're just like Democrats. Carlos Jimenez is the Hillary voter from Florida 28 in the suburbs of Miami. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting updates from the House floor. Again, maybe we can just pop it up on screen. We'll just show you that we're watching. We're going to go to this vote. We're going to show you the votes, obviously, as they come in. Uh, there are 64 people that haven't been recorded in quorum. So this is just going to take a little bit. All right? Don't worry. We have a full show for you. Um, but we, we will jump over to, you know, even C-SPAN's doing just like boring interviews, right? Like from a bump-out studio outside the Capitol. So that we're waiting for quorum right now. Really important for you to see this, ladies and gentlemen. Here from Representative Sparts. Representative Sparts uh, is saying now on Twitter, we must call an organizational meeting to stop floor fights. We look foolish and people are on edge. Hmm. Okay. So Representative Sparts also, she represents Indiana's 5th Congressional District. She was born in Ukraine. Jim Jordan has Jim Jordan has she's now openly attacking Jim Jordan. I, here, go to go to go to this here. Go to this tweet. This this one sent me over the edge this morning. I want you to see this. Republicans openly attacking Jim Jordan. Did you could you imagine? Can you imagine? From Indiana. Uh get a load of this. So here's Victoria Sparts. I appreciate many friendly calls, but understand. Uh, but understand your frustrations. Republicans must govern, not be talking heads on TV. That's an attack on Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan goes on TV and he goes on our show. That's an attack on Jim Jordan for coming on here and speaking with the Benny Brigade. Two points. Jim is elected by members and accountable to members for very diverse districts. So coercion and intimidation is not a good idea. So what she's saying there is her representatives calling her to tell her how they feel is coercion and intimidation. Hmm. Interesting. Before you coordinate, before you coronate, correction, Jim, please assess if he was an, if he was effective for you or McCarthy as judiciary chair. Oh, so there's a direct attack on Jim Jordan by a Republican member of Congress. This isn't happening behind closed doors. She's doing this in public. She's doing this uh, to, she's doing this to attack Jim. Friend of our show, Consistent fighter for Republicans in our interest, and this is how Republicans are treating him. She's openly attacking Jim Jordan. Jim wasn't, effectively, Jim wasn't good at his job. Jim Jordan wasn't good at his job. He was a bad judiciary chair. He hasn't done his work. And also, when you call me because I I represent you and I get paid to represent you and tell me what you think, you're intimidating me. She's accusing us, the Republican, like Republican base of violence, effectively. Coercion and intimidation. Those are crimes. Like you, you, Those are crimes, right? So she's accusing you of, this is how Republicans think. This is how the swamp thinks. Victoria Sparks. She's born in, like, again, you, like, Jim Jordan shutting off the, the funnel of money to Ukraine. Uh, clearly, if you were born in Ukraine, that you're going to have an opinion on that. So you just have to base, the, the basic human nature assumes that that's what this is about. So that's what this is about, right? Despicable. And then she says that Jim Jordan is a talking head on TV. Republicans must govern, says the person who is working with Democrats to ensure that Republicans can no longer govern. Got it. Got it. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm upset this morning. I'm upset. Uh... McCarthy was upset, actually. There was a major tone switch for McCarthy yesterday. 
And again, ladies and gentlemen, we are monitoring. We still have quorum votes coming in, right? So they're, they're, they're still doing the quorum votes. As soon as they start voting, as soon as they start doing speeches, we will cut there. So stay tuned. McCarthy uh, came in very angry and is saying effectively that this all falls to the Democrats because the Democrats voted to vacate the speaker position and they voted with Republicans. Again, I am uh, – we call balls and strikes in this program. Matt Gates and Matt and I know each other. Matt Gates, you must have a strategy. There must be a strategy. If you are going to tear something down, there must be the capacity to rebuild it. it better. There must be a plan, right? Especially when you're dealing with such small margins. Because what I fear right now is that this is going to now spiral. And what we're going to get, and some people are saying that Jim Jordan might get less votes today. Well, what does that mean? I mean, that means chaos. That, that means a coalition government, like they get in parliamentary countries, a coalition government with the Democrats. That's what it means. And what do you think will happen? Who is laughing all the way to the bank? What do you think will happen with the subpoena power for Hunter Biden or Joe Biden? What do you think will happen with the impeachment inquiry? Have you heard anything from that? It's been struck dead. We've been waiting for years to get this impeachment inquiry going, and now it's gone. We had one hearing, now it's gone. Matt Gates, that should not be your legacy. Because if that turns out to be if this turns out to be that legacy, we, we will personally hold you accountable for that. That better not be your legacy here. There better be there better be some plan to get back on track. Because otherwise, then this is a one of the most strategic and horrific miscalculations. Because if we lose the capacity to impeach Joe Biden, to bring forward his crimes to the American people in an election season right now. And to actually have and like a truly a true reckoning for his crimes, which are the same as Bob and Ned's crimes, and the same as these appropriators' crimes. It's the same thing. It's just the exposing of how DC works. If we lose that capacity and we lose that power, which we will, if we have a coalition government with Democrats, they will not allow an impeachment of Joe Biden to go forward, of course. You saw these people yesterday. The praise, boom, clap, hallelujah chorus. For socialist Hakeem Jeffries. The theater kids have taken over Congress. This is what happens when the theater kids get control. I mean, it's lunacy. And Republicans are voting to hand them control. Guys, I'm telling you, like, we are on dangerous, we are in dangerous times right now. And McCarthy, who's a very cool-headed, like, very level-headed guy, I am no simp for McCarthy. I was actively against McCarthy. Uh, and have come, you know, slowly over to like to to moderate my view on him. I'm certainly no simp for McCarthy, but I am absolutely also not a blow the whole thing up and hand it to, hand the power to the Democrats. That's a horrible result. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, like McCarthy is getting quite upset about this. Uh, McCarthy's getting now upset at his own caucus for voting with Democrats. Like, in a duality. Watch this clip of, like, a very unregistered McCarthy, which I've never seen before, from yesterday. And now we have news. We don't have to be stuck on the floor. Uh, the interesting part is why we're here. Every single Democrat voted to stop one branch of government. 
They created this mess with eight Republicans, every single Democrat district. And so I think what we'll do is we'll go sit down. Uh, we'll talk to those that have different sort of opinions. Did the margin surprise, surprise you? Excuse us. Thank you. Do you feel bad for Mr. Do you feel bad right now for Mr. Jordan, you his, you're supporting for him. You feel bad for him? No, no, no. Don't over read into this. This is about the same vote I had in my first vote out. Um, I were in the. Well, no, 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 no. Let's go back to how I got here. We wouldn't be here. If every single Democrat didn't vote with eight Republicans to shut this place down, that's it. No, what, Republicans you, voted against Jim Jordan today on the floor, including two votes from somebody who's not even a member. Anymore. Every single Democrat and eight Republicans voted to shut down one branch of government. That is why we're here today. There's no other reason why we're here today but because of that. Now, now we had a vote on the floor. It didn't get to the whole point. Now we'll take a break, talk to people and come back and solve it. So. This is a upset that Kevin McCarthy talking to Fox News. That's Chad Peergram of Fox News. This is a very upset Kevin McCarthy. You don't typically see him like yelling. And he's yelling. He's pissed. Now, why is Kevin McCarthy pissed? Kevin McCarthy's pissed because he was betrayed by Democrats too. So in case you're wondering if I'm some kind of simp for Kevin McCarthy, I certainly am not. How dare you, sir, given, give, give Nancy Pelosi an office in the Capitol? Like, again, I, like we're going to call balls and strikes, okay? We're going to call balls and strikes. I know a lot of these people. You have to be smart. I, I have to be tactical in our business and how we do content and what we do. Like, you have to be smart in your business. Mind your own business. You must be smart, okay? So, Kevin McCarthy, not smart to give Nancy Pelosi an office in the Capitol and make some backroom deal. So, this has been well reported out that Kevin McCarthy had a backroom deal with Pelosi that Democrats, moderate Democrats, would side with him to prevent him from being ousted from the speaker seat. Nancy Pelosi, of course, sharpened the end of her broomstick and stabbed it directly into the back of Kevin McCarthy. And then she took her martini glass, smashed it on the curb, and took that shard and stabbed it also into the back of Kevin McCarthy. Of course Nancy Pelosi is going to betray you. Why would you trust her? So that's a dumb move, Kevin. Why would you give Nancy Pelosi a special office in the Capitol? Dumb move, Kevin. That's ridiculous. Matt Gates, here comes your whipping. If you're going to oust Kevin McCarthy, it should not lead to Hakeem Jeffries becoming speaker or Democrats getting coalition control of a house that we didn't give them. That is a bad tactical move. Mind your own business. I'm minding my business. We do our show. We do our research. We strategically choose a path, and we have got to choose a strategic path here. Like, the stakes are very high, all right? In case you're wondering if I uh, have opinions on these things. Thomas Massey, one of my favorite people in Congress. Thomas Massey uh, was voted for. He had one vote for speaker yesterday. Thomas Massey saying Jim Jordan will become speaker. Watch. And at some point, if Scalise is voting for Jim Jordan and Kevin McCarthy is voting for Jim Jordan, you you look kind of silly to vote for them. You think there's some deals he can start cutting with, like, the New York delegation? A lot of votes there. They want salt, tax relief, look, other things this, this, they care about. This is the reason Jim Jordan is the only viable speaker candidate we have. He's the only one who can get elected without cutting deals. Everybody, And, and that was the demise of Kevin McCarthy. It, and and 
I supported Kevin McCarthy, but he had so many arrangements and deals that they became almost mutually exclusive. But Jim Jordan has gotten this far without a single deal, and he's got a plan to keep us from getting into a shutdown. And he's the only one who can reset the expectations. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Thomas Massey saying that we are no longer going to create a universe where we have so many deals in order to get to speaker that they all just come falling apart. So that is effectively in, in to to argue in favor of and I know Matt, I know Lauren, I know Marjorie, obviously they're guests on the show all the time, to argue in favor of 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 Matt, he had an agreement that spending and that bills and that uh, Congress would be run a certain way. He had that agreement, that handshake deal with Kevin McCarthy, and Kevin McCarthy couldn't deliver on it. You can't deliver. Dude, Bible says, you know, you can't have two masters. You'll hate one, you'll love the other. You got you like, you gotta, you gotta like have stable ground that you're standing on, and you have you can't have unrealistic expectations. You know what is an unrealistic expectation that blows my mind? That Kevin McCarthy expected Nancy Pelosi to come in and save his ass. How insane is that? Kevin McCarthy's like trap door to defend himself was Nancy Pelosi? Bro. Bro. Okay. So what does Byron Donald say? I'm a big fan of Byron Donald's. I think that Byron Donald could have made a great House Speaker. I don't know. He's not, he's, I think he's in his second term uh, in Congress. So he's pretty, pretty young in Congress. But Byron Donald's is, man, he's a brawler. Big fan. Uh, he's saying, this is the way it's going to be from now on. You're going to have people that are going to fight. You're no longer going to just get anointed into the speakership, which I think is also a good thing, to be quite honest with you. Watch. What should people take away from what they've been witnessing happening there with the members on Capitol Hill? Well, look, like I've, even when I said this back in January, this place is not what it used to be. The business as usual in Washington is not the state of play anymore. Members are going to make these individual individual decisions for themselves. I actually encourage them to make these decisions. But now I believe it's a time for the members to unite around Jim Jordan so we can get back to the business up here on Capitol Hill. But for people to think that that leadership by acclamation is going to be the state of play going forward, it's simply not going to be the case in Washington anymore. Leadership by acclamation, what he's talking about is John Boehner is just next in line. Paul Ryan is just next in line. Kevin McCarthy is just next in line. They sucked the toes of leadership for years, and now they're going to be leaders. That doesn't work anymore. That's good. I mean, honestly, that's good. If you were going to look at this at 35,000 feet, you're going to say that's a good thing. James Comer is one of our favorite. James Comer is a friend of the show. Obviously, you know James Comer. If there's a someone who's a as good of a fighter and brawler in Congress as Jordan, it's Comer. And Comer saying this uniparty BS that's happening right now, that ain't going to fly. Because what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and get a bunch of Democrats to vote for uh, Patrick McHenry, which is currently the Speaker Pro Tem. So that's the, that's the scam here. The Democrats are going to create a coalition and they're going to govern as well. And they're going to get say over everything. And they're going to sh immediately shut down the Biden impeachment inquiry. Immediately. They're going to rip people off committees. Trust me. These people will destroy our Republican majority. They will eviscerate it. They have the power to do it from the minority, from the extreme minority. See Nancy Pelosi 2017 stopping Trump's wall. How the hell did she do it? 
So Comer saying, no way. Jordan or die. Watch. House Oversight Committee Chair, Congressman, according to Axios, Democrats are warm to this idea. What the heck is going on up there? And how did this end up being a good thing, given his views on China investment by U.S. companies? It's the best deal for America is Jim Jordan. I voted for Jim Jordan today. I'm going to vote for him tomorrow. Uh, the Democrats' worst nightmare would be a Speaker Jim Jordan. So any candidate that the Democrats prefer probably isn't in the best interest of most conservative taxpaying Americans. So uh, we're going to keep fighting for Jim Jordan. Ladies and gentlemen, people are getting a little hot under the collar over this. Uh, there are interesting moments that have happened yesterday, including but not limited to uh, the first vote against Jim Jordan. Hot Mike caught Brian Kilmeade saying Don Bacon from Nebraska is a dumbass. Just quoting, just quoting Fox News. It's worth, it's worth replaying. Check it out. Bacon. McCarthy. McCarthy. Dumbass. <laughs> Do you feel that way? You can disagree with Brian Kilmeade and be like, oh, well, actually, that's that's really that's really something else. Uh, and the final thing I'll say about this, the final thing I'll say about this, before we bring in one of our favorite activists around the country who will have such a crystal clear, ringing like a bell opinion on what's going on on the grassroots, Scott Pressler, who's as good as you can get when it comes to grassroots activism is people like this Carlos Jimenez guy. I can't get over it. This guy's from Florida. He's from a ruby red state. He's from a red district. He voted for Hillary Clinton somehow, inexplicably, in 2016. Yet he's representing Republicans in the House. And he's the first, the, he's, the, he's the loudest guy out there saying, no, I'll never vote for Jim Jordan. Now what is he doing? Remember, this Victoria Sparts lady is like, accusing us of misinformation, disinformation, and intimidation. Where have you heard that before? Who's running these people? This is an op, man. This is an op. These people are being run. There's a centralized cartel of intelligence officials that run these people. A lot of them have connections either to appropriations, which of course are the purse strings for the intelligence uh, agencies, the five eyes, or like have loyalty to the weapons manufacturers and forever war neocons. And why are they all on the same talking points? The same talking points. Listen to this. Do you see any way that you would change your position, change your vote? In the future, yeah, but I'm not, you know, right now I'm not changing my position. And I think that uh, uh, Jim Jordan's uh, tactics of pressure and intimidation and misinformation, I'm not saying that he did it, but his supporters surely has not helped Jim Jordan. Oh, okay. Misinformation, intimidation. Where are you getting those talking points, pal? We got those talking points. Okay, let's see here. Uh, all right. Here you go. Hi. Hi. Uh, my name is uh, Rennie Bonson from the CIA. Uh, hi. I hear that you don't like Jim Jordan. We don't like him either. Here's your talking points here. You're going to accuse everyone. Uh, you're going to accuse all your voters of intimidation. You're going to accuse your uh, the people who don't like you of disinformation. Trust me. It's worked out awesome for us over the last four years. Here you go. Just repeat them on TV. Rennie Bonson, just give, just give me a phone call on the black phone in your office. I'm right across the river, the CIA. You don't think that's how it works? You don't think that's how, that's exactly how it works. 
It's exactly how it works. There are no such thing as Democrats that are secret Republicans. There are a ton of Republicans that are secret Democrats. And there's one man who's working the grassroots, walking the walk, talking the talk, going neighborhood to neighborhood, door to door inside of these districts and flipping blue districts red, registering voters and doing God's work. That man's name is Scott Pressler, and we're honored to have him join the show. Hey, Benny. Good morning. Scott, how are you, man? Look at that. What a chandelier. That's a fine, that's a fine looking chandelier. <laughs> and of course, the best head of hair in the movement. Uh, maybe you could give Jim Jordan some advice on his hairstyle. I, I always I always say he looks like he's just like done 11 rounds on a wrestling mat. But I, I, I do want to get your perspective here, Scott, on Jim Jordan and on the speaker's race. Because my read is that there's not a single person in the grassroots that has a problem with Jim Jordan as speaker. In fact, most of the grassroots, the vast majority of Republican voters would be thrilled about Jim Jordan as speaker. Am I wrong? No, I think you're right. Well, look, we are a representative government. And at the end of the day, these aren't the Congress people who should be making these decisions based on the loyalties or secret deals that they've made. This is about representing their constituents, the people that elected them into office. And, you know, I'm here in Butler County right now in Mike Kelly's congressional district, PA 16. And that congressman, despite all of his constituents asking for Jim Jordan, pleading for Jim Jordan, he still is not voting for Mr. Jordan, for Speaker of the House. And so I think it's important that we continue, as we did, trying to lobby the RNC to choose a different direction. This is our time right here, right now, to gain the trust of the voters, which are not only going to propel us to victory this November, but to electing a Republican president next November. This election is critical. That's right. That's so interesting. So I actually didn't know. So you're in a district of a member of Congress who's not voting for Jim Jordan. What do the people think about that? What do the Republican voters think about that? Oh, they're irate. I mean, literally this week alone, all have gone to three of the counties within Mike Kelly's district and people are calling them and they're being respectful. I want to make that very clear. It's important that we have a good temperament and that we continue to lobby them respectfully. But at the same time, they need to know, for example, that eight out of the 10 members of Congress and the House of Representatives that voted to impeach President Trump are no longer in office. We have the power to elect people and we have the power to remove them from office peacefully. That's a really great point. Eight out of the 10 people who voted to impeach Trump are now out of – that's such such a a salient point. Yes, you're right. And so is that what these people want as their fate? I don't understand it, Scott. Explain it to me, please, like you would like a a child. How – are well, these look, representatives, want- how are these representatives not representing their voters in this simple action? Well, and especially this district is R plus 13. It's not one of those Biden districts. It's not a D plus two. It's not New York. I could understand maybe some of those vulnerable districts, but this is a blood red district. And so I really don't understand, especially when Elise Stefanik, 
who I would argue is one of McCarthy's biggest allies. She was the one that nominated Mr. Jordan as speaker yesterday. And so seeing the McCarthy people come behind Jordan, seeing members of the Freedom Caucus come behind Jordan, it would only be reasonable to me that we come together as a family we make sure that we have the ability to start legislating and governing, especially since we are simply less than three weeks away from an important election statewide that we're in Kentucky, Mississippi, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia. We have elections this year that are going to dictate what happens next year in 2024. So it looks like right now we have the live feed Right now, up on C-SPAN, uh, ALX, cue me in on exactly what's going on here. Uh, it looks like they're going to try and offer a. It looks like they're going to try and offer an amendment to get a consensus speaker, Patrick McHenry, who's the man who slammed the gavel down so angrily. Um, he's like a you know a, a big time McCarthy ally, but I'm but we're. Yeah. Okay. So they're just reading quorum right now. Okay. So I just want to let everyone know what you're seeing live on screen here is the live feed of the floor of the House of Representatives. And we will go, we will cut to the question, to the voting once they actually vote. And if they take up this, if they take up this uh, potential, this potential resolution in order to empower, uh, in order to empower uh, Patrick McHenry. So anyway, sorry about that, Scott. I just wanted to give a quick update on what's happening live. So I, I guess the question is, what happens with these people? I mean, we're going to see primaries for these people who are voting against Jim Jordan. Did you expect that? Absolutely. Any member, especially in a red district that is not listening to his or her constituents, you will be primaried. And I see that peacefully. I see that respectfully. But again, eight of those 10 districts where they voted to impeach President Trump as Republicans, that is seen as disloyal. That is seen as traitorous. That is seen as an attack on our conservative values. And I think people are very much likening what was done to President Trump as to what is being done to Jim Jordan and not supporting him at this moment in time. Such a great point. They did the exact, exact same thing to President Trump. Scott, thank you. We're going to jump in here to the actual nominating speeches. God bless you and Godspeed in your work, sir. Thanks, Benny. So now they're going to obviously tally the votes. Members of Congress can run up to the dais and change their votes. Uh, this happens actually quite regularly. Uh, if members of Congress just voted present, if 15 members of the Republican Party just voted present, then you'd have a Speaker Jim Jordan right now. But they can't vote present because they are captured, controlled, leveraged by forces outside of Republican voters, outside of the interests of the Republican Party, and certainly to the beck and call interest of the Democrats who run Washington, D.C. The Republicans who voted against Jim Jordan today are actively handing the gavel against the will of the voters to the Democrat Party. Mark my words. Now, ladies and gentlemen, these votes are not official until they have been uh, tallied. Members of Congress can run up and change their votes. They could vote present. The question at hand is what will Republicans do now? Because right now you have Jim Jordan, who is still 20 votes away from becoming speaker. You need 100. I'm sorry, correction. You need 217 votes to become speaker. 
So Jim Jordan is 19 votes away. You see, 22 people have voted again for someone other than Jim Jordan. Yesterday, there were 20 people who voted for someone other than Jim Jordan. Why would these people do this? There are two camps of the people who are voting against Jim Jordan. One, and this is the largest camp. These are the people who assign money. The appropriators in Congress. And this is why Tom Cole was selected to give Jim Jordan the nominating speech to try and peel those people off. The appropriators don't like the fact that Jim Jordan is going to cut government spending and that Jim Jordan is going to severely decrease the amount of money that they can use for their graft, corruption, and kickbacks to their friends. The appropriators are very powerful people in Congress. Jim Jordan was going to limit them, and so the appropriators on the Republican side have all aligned against Jim Jordan. The other people who aligned against Jim Jordan are people who have dual loyalty. The people who are loyal to, let's say, the interests of forever war, who want their members of Congress to, who want their staff members. A good example of this is Mike Rogers, who has voted for Jim Jordan, okay? So I'm not trying to put him on blast, even though Mike Rogers was saying he should work with Democrats this weekend. Mike Rogers, as chief of staff, is a Ukraine lobbyist. So do you think Mike Rogers is interested in continuing the Ukraine war? Yes, he is a pig at the trough. What you are seeing here is the uh, largest videotaped live feed of a criminal cartel currently operating in the world. This is the this is the this is the most organized criminal cartel who are designed uh, thieves who steal trillions from you and me in broad daylight. The vast majority of them, the ones who are voting against Jordan's are Jordan are the ones who wish to steal more from you. The appropriators want deficit spending. They want spending to high interest rates. They want the dollar to be spent. They want to soak and rip and seethe and claw the last single drops of value from the dollar. They want entitlement programs to explode. They are Democrats. They are not Republicans. Every single Democrat is a Democrat. There are no secret Republicans who are Democrats. But every single Republican is not a Republican. There are many Republicans who are actually secret Democrats, and the appropriators are those people. The appropriators lose power when you spend less. The mechanism is utterly and totally perverse. It's like paying people in welfare who don't have who have fatherless homes. The mechanism is sick and perverse. You actually incentivize fatherlessness then. It is the same thing with deficit spending. You incentivize more spending. These people want more power to spend more money that we don't have. A reminder that America, every single dollar that the federal government takes in through taxes. So your paycheck is taxed. Then you have to pay taxes on the goods you consume. Then you pay taxes on the property and things that you own. And then ultimately you're paying for all of that in money that has already been taxed. You are taxed more in this country. You, we are a tax farm for a globalist empire, and that is why Israel is asking us for $10 billion. Does Israel need $10 billion? Are you joking? We spent $150 billion in Ukraine. These places don't need money. They're just using us as a tax farm. We're the most overtaxed, stiflingly taxed, crushingly taxed. We fought an entire war over like a two-cent tax. The Revolutionary War, the tea tax was like a penny. And then as soon as we won, there was a whiskey tax. It's called the Whiskey Rebellion. It's the first thing that happened. Because the federal government decided to do a sin tax, sin tax on the distilling of whiskey. 
And so we fought, a, they fought a war again. They had to call up George Washington and the Continental Army because all the distillers were furious. They were getting taxed. My, how we have fallen. My, how we have fallen. And so that's what this vote is about. Mark, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this vote is about these members of Congress and their petty personal grudges and their selfishness and their inability to listen to their voters. The, we didn't have an income tax for the first 150 years of this country's existence. You wouldn't. You would be able to keep 100% of your paycheck. No taxes. Every person who works at my company would love that. Who, baby? With that process done, and I would love that. There on the screen. Uh, now the tallying, finishing up, and paperwork to be signed, and yep. then it's on to next steps. Uh, all right. So what are the next steps, ladies and gentlemen? Reporters are saying that the Republican conference will all gather together and that they will have sort of a household meeting about Jim Jordan and about what we have, uh, what, what what the game is at play. They did not take up a motion to make Speaker pro tem, Patrick McHenry, uh, speaker, give him speaker powers. Uh, so that did not happen in this uh, in this round. Jim Jordan lost support. Even though some members flipped to Jim Jordan, overall, he lost support. So there are 20 people voting against him yesterday. There are 22 people voting uh, against him today. Just a reminder, for the first 150 years of America, there was no income tax. And when they created an income tax, it was just for the rich. But of course, the rich are smart enough to get out of taxes. And so, of course, that got passed immediately on to the middle class. And so it's not the rich who pay the tax. It's it the middle class who pay the taxes to support government spending. And then that's the way it's been since 1913 with the introduction of the income tax. And that is what these people are voting against Jim Jordan for. Jim, these people are voting against Jim Jordan because they believe that the middle class in America deserves to be taxed more. They deserve to have more deficit spending and to destroy you more. Ladies and gentlemen, we are fighting every single day against this. We are doing our best. We are trying our hardest to remain independent and to remain an independent source of news that can do live feeds right now for two hours. We've been on live for two hours, okay? And we, we will continue to do that, and we will always fight for you. Please help us fight. Join the Benny Brigade. Join our brigade. This is our private, exclusive membership club where you can support us five bucks a month. And, ladies and gentlemen, when you join the Benny Brigade, you get the sweetest keychain on planet Earth, the Brigader keychain, the official Brigader keychain that provides jobs for American veterans, true American leather, every single piece created here in this country with the salty tank up front. Are you members of the salty army? Are you members of the Benny Brigade? Which is a very powerful, very, very powerful brigade in the salty army. Sweet American flag, slick leather, Looks awesome on a keychain. Very helpful to be found and delivered to you in one of these happy little pouches with my cartoon face on it. If you join the Benny Brigade, you are supporting our journalism. You are supporting us doing this work. When we go out in the field, when we tell our stories, when we rip down the lies, your support helps us stay independent. There's a lot of demonetization. There's a lot of, there's a lot of consequences. They don't want you to tell the truth. There's a lot of demonetization. I also know that times are tough. So if you can, I deeply appreciate it. We deeply appreciate it. It is the most exclusive and the fastest growing uh, uh, subscriber support network 
out here. Uh, there's also big time perks that come with it. Uh, we have many to announce, but you can ask questions of our guests and we will ask the question in your name. Uh, of course, you also get the most important keychain in America, the most patriotic keychain in America, the Salty Army, the Benny Brigade, the Salt Tank. We've already shipped out thousands of them and we will continue, ladies and gentlemen, to march forward. We thank you. You can go to BennyJohnson.com slash brigade, BennyJohnson.com slash brigade to help us out and to keep us independent. So what we are hearing is reports that Republican conference will gather and they will all sit down together and they will have a uh, family meeting, as they call it, and people will figure out who these, you know, these 20 people will have to be able to speak for themselves. Uh, and there's going to have to be some type of comprom compromise here. Listen, I don't know how many of these people are suicidal politically, like metaphorically. Uh, but if you side with Democrats, look, what you're doing here is you're siding with Democrats to give the House to the Democrats. If they give the House to the Democrats, they will say bye-bye to the impeachment inquiry, which just got started for Joe Biden, just getting off the ground. Say bye-bye to the whistleblowers against the prosecution of Hunter Biden's, of Hunter Biden and, 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 and the laptop. Like, remember how there were, remember how there were like whistleblowers coming forward to work with Republicans in Congress from the IRS? People who voted for Joe Biden were coming forward to work. With, like, say bye-bye to that. Say bye-bye to all of the, the very, very fragile but important work that was starting to be, like the world was starting to finally turn against Biden. We were starting to create the momentum to actually break through to the normies about what a corrupt, old, senile bastard this man is and how dangerous he is for our nation. This is music to their ears. This is music to Democrats' ears, which is why I'm furious, actually at the lack of tact in, in involved in, in all of this, the lack of tact, the lack of thoughtfulness. I know that there are aggrieved parties on both sides, but this is politics, baby, this is a war zone. You're going to get your feelings hurt. You can't, you, you, you get, you get your feelings hurt. You throw temper tantrums. Doesn't, it's not helpful. We make fun of the left for doing that the exact thing. We got a thicker skin and we got to have the capacity to uh, fight uh, with a unified goal. If there's one thing about the Marxists and one thing about the Marxist Democrats that they are fighting for a unified, they have a unified goal in mind. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is a dangerous world. I do want to uh, hop in here and, and note that there were fires at uh, embassies around the planet yesterday. Um, and thank you very much for the for the super chat, unsilent. I just saw that come in. Let me pop that up on screen. Uh, I just want to say thank you. Everyone who supports us, like we're, we're doing these lives for many hours at a time. Like we're doing them in order to, uh, we're doing them in order to like make sure that you have uh, the capacity to stay informed. We just deeply appreciate your support. We know that times are tough out there. And if you, if you just are supporting by watching, we love you too. We'd like seriously, sincerely, all, all of you, we love you. Thank you so very much the Benny Brigaders. The brigaders. It's a dangerous world out there. We got to stay informed. There's a, there are fires outside of the uh, U.S. embassy in Lebanon. This is what the uh, this is what the, the the embassy looked like. Multiple embassies across the uh, Middle East were set ablaze last night. Here's the American one in Lebanon. This is uh, of course <laughs> Benghazi 2.0. Who's ready for the sequel? Watch. 
Oh boy, are you ready? Round two. The scariest part about all of this that it really does seem like there's nobody in our leadership class that is even remotely interested in preventing war. We sent Joe Biden over there for like two seconds today. Joe Biden was on the ground for like less than two hours. So Joe Biden was over there. How'd that go? Well, you're not seeing a lot of clips of that, are you? Huh? I wonder why. Well, here's why. This is what Joe, this is what Joe Biden did. He's like over there in a war zone. This is what Joe Biden did uh, when he got trotted on, trotted on stage by his puppet masters. Here's the voice of the strongest nation on earth. Watch. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for me and said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. I'll wait later. Taking too much time. My God. Okay. Uh, well, Biden asked about the horrific bombing of the hospital in Gaza. Here's what I had to say. But the point is this, that uh, um, I was deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. But there's a lot of people out there not sure. So we've got, a lot, we've got to overcome a lot of things. The hell is he ta- what the hell is he talking about? What are you talking about? What's going on? Like, what's going on? Joe Biden on stage, of course, not knowing where the hell he's going. These are not times for weakness. This is why the Republican Party should be strong and should unite and should unite around a strong leader, which is Jim Jordan. Not time for weakness. This is what weakness looks like. Joe Biden not knowing where the hell to go. We need some levity, obviously. Uh, we love memes on the show. We use memes day and night. Uh, there are good memes that have been created even out of these dark times. Please enjoy. I remember the first time. Oh, good. Story time with Grandpa Joe. Was in Israel with the gold in my ear. Oh. Just before the Six Day War. What, did you go on your honeymoon? Was telling me how terrible everything was. That was in 1967. It was. What were you so doing in Israel in 1967? And all of a sudden, she looked at me and she said, would you like a photograph? And I thought, that's unusual. Where is the story even coming from, Joe? We were outside her office. And we're standing there having a photograph taken like you and I are standing with that. Okay. And she, without looking at me, she turned she like this. She said, you look worried, Senator. Senator? I said, I am. You weren't Senator until 1973. The Six Day War was in 1967. What the hell are you talking about, Joe? Stop talking. We'd have to admit. So thank you, memers, for giving us a little bit of levity in, in this time. It is uh, then pretty disastrous. Uh, the last couple of uh, 24 hours 
you know, we 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 did a whole read on this the bombing of apparently this hospital. It, it's we deserve to like bring you, of course, the the actual news now that light that that we are able to see it in daylight. It looks like, based on all available evidence, that a Hamas rocket. It was not Israel who bombed a hospital. A Hamas rocket was split into shrapnel over Gaza and pieces hit inside of a parking lot. Again, there are no angels. Like people who believe that there are angels in wartime are lying to you. They're always lying to you. There are no angels in the Ukraine-Russia war. And in this in in this battle between Israel and Gaza, like neither side is perfect. And so we try our very hardest to just give you the straight dish. And also to like have the capacity to condemn and to state affirmatively our one un- undeniable and immovable position that American troops should not be stationed over there. And we should not accelerate conflict. We should decelerate conflict. But unfortunately, in the current world that we live in, violence is America's only export. And so not something that I take great happiness or joy in reporting. I don't like reporting on death and destruction, but it does by all available measures look like there was a uh, rocket blast that a Hamas rocket, which fail, they fail about 40% of the time and land in Gaza, hurting Palestinians that these uh, terrorist jackals, bastards, uh, you know, bomb their own people. The hospital's still there. The hospital's not gone. The, the reports of 500 people being killed, I'm going to have to see some type of validation of that. The, 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 this is all coming from Hamas, so you have to take it with a grain of salt because it's coming from a terrorist organization, and I'm glad that we did. We were the only people yesterday. We've got a number of people like reaching out. We were the only people that like, did a report that's like, hey, here's the information. We're not going to jump to one side or the other. Like, Here's the information out there, so we're going to try our best. We try our hardest to do that for you. Like, Here's the info, man, and we're not going to like blame Israel or blame Hamas. Okay, what's going on here? The Honorable Kevin McCarthy of the state of California has received five. The Honorable Byron Donalds of the state of Florida has received one. The Honorable Tom Emmer of the state of Minnesota has received one. Lee Zeldin of the state of New York has received three. The Honorable Steve Scalise of the state of Louisiana has received seven. The Honorable Mike Garcia of the state of California has received one. Candace Miller of the state of Michigan has received one. John Boehner of the state of Ohio has received one. Boo. Boo. Listen to all the Democrats clapping for that. The Honorable Kay Granger of the state of Texas has received one. The Honorable Bruce Westerman of the state of Arkansas has received one. No person having received a majority of the whole number of votes cast by surname, a speaker has not been elected. Pursuant to Clause 12A of Rule 1, the chair declares the House in recess subject to the call of the chair. So they've recessed. And that's the- So they've recessed, ladies and gentlemen, and now you're seeing once more how powerful the evil that is the swamp that must be destroyed is over our party, over the party of the people, over the party of constitutional conservatism, founding documents, and so forth. This is how diseased, infected, cancerous, 
and benign the effect is on those who are sent to represent you in the House of Representatives. I have yet to find a single Republican voter that would have a problem with Jim Jordan. I only know Republican activists who are thrilled about the prospect of a speaker's Jim Jordan. Yet the people who voted against Jim Jordan are now attacking their own constituencies, attacking their own voters, saying that they're feeling intimidated by their own voters. Here they are on screen, ladies and gentlemen. So here we shall read the names and we shall shame. Once more, Don Bacon of bright red, blood red, red planet. Mars is called the red planet. So the guy might as well be from Mars, Nebraska. 22 votes against Jim Jordan on the second ballot. So Don Bacon, once again, leading the charge from Nebraska. A, a pox upon your house, dude. A, like deep and abiding shame on you. Buchanan, Buck, Chavez, Demir, Desposito, Diaz, Ballart, Isley, Ferguson, uh, Garbiano, Jimenez, Gonzalez, Granger, James, Kelly, Caggins, Lalota, Lawyer, Miller Meeks, Rutherford, Simpson, Stauber, Womack. You didn't need all of them to vote for Jim Jordan, but Jim Jordan could only lose four to five votes, depending on if people voted present or uh, depending on where the quorum number was. So there are there. There you go. I'm going to we're going to do a cross reference here to find out how many of these people serve on appropriations and foreign services and armed services committee, because that's what's holding up Jim Jordan right now. Jim Jordan doesn't want to spend as much money as they want to spend. Jim Jordan doesn't want to continue deficit spending. So all of these people who get enormous power and like engorged ticks, parasitic on the belly of a wounded beast like us, our country, wounded and sick. These people just wish to in, in they wish to betray their country, betray you, betray their voters and to engorge themselves off the last heaving breaths of the beast that has been felled from the inside. Nothing could ever take down America. We are way too strong. We are way too powerful. We are way too scary. We control the world's reserves currency. Only we can be destroyed from the inside. And these, this list right here, are the people who did it. Ladies and gentlemen, these people right here are the people who are, like, if, if you are represented by one of these people, you need to immediately find a replacement. They need to be primaried. So, ladies and gentlemen, there is our list. Uh, going back to the the horrors of what we saw yesterday, because it is despicable, obviously, to like to have bombs land even in the vicinity of hospitals. Uh, it is worth saying, all of the available evidence shows that Israel did not bomb a hospital yesterday. So, do not believe those vicious terrorist-funded headlines. Israel did not bomb a hospital. Okay, but we're going to take like we're going to take the news and we're going to like do our best to not give you some type of like fomenting, rage-filled, biased, uh, especially in war in the fog of war uh, style of report. We're going to vet this stuff out, and it turns out that we were really smart to do that because everyone, including the New York Times and the disinformation expert on NBC, they ran with "Oh, Israel bombs hospital." Got it. Great. That doesn't seem like a very smart thing to do tactically. So they all ran with the Hamas headline because they are all dutiful stewards 
and dutiful little eunuchs for the terrorist group over there because they're either self-loathing or because they have some type of sick loyalty. Ladies and gentlemen, we do live in a very dangerous and a very uh, trying time. We live in a time where Republicans should not be traitorous towards each other. Republicans should be smart and tactical. And we should not put ourselves in these positions, to be quite honest, if there wasn't a plan. But ladies and gentlemen, this is the time for us to stay connected. So we deeply appreciate we deeply appreciate, once again, you joining the Benny Brigade, following our channels, and tuning in. We are going to do our very best. And even when we have nothing, even when we have bad news to report to you, like, for instance, for the last two days, Jim Jordan has not won the speakership votes, even though we deeply want him to win. Uh, we can always bring you the good news. No matter what. No matter what show we're on. From First Chronicles 1611. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. These people think they're in charge. Joe Biden thinks he's in charge. Obama thinks that he's in charge of Joe Biden. And then all of Obama's little apparatchiks think that they're in charge of our the mechanisms of our federal government. They're not in charge. God is in charge. Christ is in charge. And our salvation through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is what will uplift us, even in trying times as it has done for Christians for the last 2,000 plus years. And so be bountiful, grateful in your heart, and walk upright, be upstanding, hold your head up high. You do not serve a kingdom of man, you serve a kingdom of the one true creator and the savior. And so you are already you have already won, and your victory is already assured. So march together, onward, and let us not be shaken. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.